I'd like to invite you along the Camino with me. I'm Holly Brock, and welcome to the playful ponderings of my particular pilgrimage along the Camino de Santiago. hope you enjoy this story, Milk and Muesli. It is a playful one, and I had a lot of fun writing it. And it's one of those where, as I wrote, I feel like I learned a lot about Jesus. So maybe you will too. Enjoy Milk and Muesli. Now this story is about milk and muesli. It might sound fishy, pun intended, considering there is a similar story about some fish and loaves being multiplied and feeding a crowd. It's up to you if you believe it or not. Some stories really happen. Some stories did not really happen. Some stories tell part of what happened and some stories tell what could have happened. All stories depend on the teller. All stories depend on the listener. Here's my story about what happened. Listen how you may. Some albergues along the way offer bunk and breakfast. What was offered wholly depended on your host. Sometimes there would be a spread, local eggs, cheese, assorted breads, juice, fruit. Other times, simply hearty, crunchy white toast with butter. No matter how involved or simple breakfast was on any given morning, a staple you could count on was coffee with milk and sugar. And I dare say that morning cup of coffee became synonymous with my morning prayer, the power of ritual. Here and there along the way, the treat of homemade muesli and warm milk would be offered. Muesli, if you're not familiar with it, is like raw granola, typically a combination of oats and nuts and dried fruit. Once I stayed in a family's home who offered fresh milk from their mama cow named Genevieve. I think they especially enjoyed inviting those of us who did not have farm experience to personally milk Genevieve. I agreed. The first task was to unlatch her calf, Rusty, who also seemed to enjoy warm morning milk. I started by trying to sweet talk him away, then kind of leaned on him, trying to make him lose hold. The owners looked amused, and I realized I was part of their morning entertainment. In the end, I was coached by the man of the house to give Rusty a strong push with my foot, which did the trick, and Rusty trotted away, giving a little kick to show his displeasure. Now I was handed a stool and a bucket. It's true what they say that is much more difficult than it looks. The morning entertainment continued, And let's just say that the only thing that worked for me was to sing a song by Lady T called Milk and Honey and follow that beat. After 15 minutes and about half a cup of milk to show for it, I was jovially welcomed back inside to a bowl of muesli. And it's also true that everything tastes sweeter when you've had to work for it. That was hands down, or shall I say, hands on, best breakfast of my whole pilgrimage. But that is not the story of muesli and milk that I really want to tell you. It was in the region of Castile, a fairly flat, dry region with honestly not much to show for it, but lots of cows and lots of cow-smelling areas. 
Here, pilgrims typically planned to walk long legs of 18 plus miles as there wasn't much elevation to contend with. Mid-morning, I stopped to rest on a rock by the path. I sipped water and stretched my back. Soon I heard the sounds of a group coming toward me. I heard laughter and decided to wait and see who was coming around the bend. I'll give you one guess. Jesus, but not just Jesus. He was walking with a fairly large group, but more accurately, the fairly large group was walking with him. Without skipping a beat in his story, his smile invited me to come along, and I did. Jesus was telling some story about a guy who sold everything he owned to buy a field because he heard of this treasure buried there, and he really, really wanted that treasure. We walked listening to Jesus tell one story after another through the afternoon. He was like the Pied Piper, but benevolent, drawing people along not for his sake, but for theirs. Most of the stories he told with a mirthful grin, but in some, he took on a more serious tone. Those stories weren't just entertaining. They changed us. I found myself wiping tears away often, mostly from laughing, but sometimes from crying. And that was how this band of pilgrims, over 30 of us, found ourselves resting in a little picnic area because Jesus had decided to sit and take his boots off there. He had stepped in a cow patty. The hours had seemed like minutes, and I noticed that the sun hung farther in the west than I expected. It was then that we all realized how long we had been walking, how tired we were, but mostly how hungry we were. We had passed a couple of towns, but had not stopped for food. So enraptured were we by Jesus's stories. We were a happy but hungry herd. People were rummaging through their packs and finding meager bites of things, but no one had what their stomachs craved. Someone looked at a guidebook and estimated three more miles till the village where we would all hope to find a place to stay for the night, but moreover, find food. A collective groan issued forth while inside me, the spark of an idea grew into a preposterous plan. And thus begins the actual milk and muesli part of the story. Remember that we were in Castile with lots of cows and that Jesus had just stepped in a cow patty? Well, I noticed that to the far side of the picnic area and just beyond the fence was a small herd of cows. Pair that with the fact that in the early morning this very day, I had scooped some extra spoonfuls of muesli from breakfast into a Ziploc bag. Now, I had witnessed Jesus do quite a few things that can only be put in the virtual bucket labeled miraculous. And just this morning, someone said that they had been with him when he made a can of tuna and a pack of crackers go a lot further than it should have. This was going to be awesome. I rummaged in my pack and found the Ziploc bag of muesli, approached Jesus, who was trying to clean off his boots, and tapped him on the shoulder. He paused and looked at me. I looked at him, then at the muesli, then at the cows, and then back at Jesus. Still smiling, he raised his eyebrows at me, apparently needing more explanation. So now I held out the bag to him and tipped my head toward the cows and winked at him. But he made no move. Now I forced the bag into his hands and mumbled something while literally making motions like I was milking a cow and raised my eyebrows back at him, nodding and giving two thumbs up. His smile faded the tiniest bit, and he handed me back the bag. He hadn't said anything, but I, from somewhere inside, heard, Really, Holly? 
multiply muesli and command those cows to give milk. A scene flashed in front of my mind's eye of all the things that he could do at any given moment. So many things that he could change. But Jesus did not need to answer the question of what he could do. His question was what needed to be done. He asked a question that had more to do with the heart of the issue, which, as always, comes back to the heart. Now tears came into my eyes for the upteenth time today. Sad tears because I'd misunderstood him. Happy tears that I knew he still wanted me near him. Soon, one by one, we chose to move along from that random picnic area. We finished the day's walk in a more hushed tone with wafts of cow dung for our noses and a most beautiful sunset for our eyes. Hungry for the earth's bread and fed by heavens. The end of this story, it seems to me, is kind of like when Jesus would walk by a sick or disabled person but not heal them, knowing his mission was not to heal every body nor to perform lots of miracles, but rather to demonstrate that there is a bigger picture, that of the long story of love, the story of people coming to terms with the true God, who is and has always been waiting for them, watching how God has the patience and deep wisdom to watch the creation he loves endure hard seasons, knowing that is the only way we can see through and understand what true love looks like how it will burn off all of the chaff of things that don't matter and bring everything back into unity. This is the long story of reconciliation that God is telling. And since this story is so full of cows, I simply can't resist saying it this way. God is so good that he will take my bull, you know what, and turn it into holy, you know what. (laughs) 